Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims and con artists. We don't like these people in its shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we're going to look at the worst people of the pandemic. That's right. We are worst. finally going to address the political elephant in the room, Reignite Democracy Australia. Well, they're not quite the elephant, Joel. They're the uh, mangy fox terrier who will nevertheless have a go at you because he's deranged and creepy. Truly That's the them. biggest pest of the past year, staging endless hate. rallies for freedom and generally harassing people with misinformation about vaccines. They're part sovsit, part anti-vaxxer and pure, unadulterated dickhead. Their founder, Monica Smith, is a piece of work, a chip off the rapidly ageing block of Pauline Hanson, who should be free to travel the roads as a free um, man on the land without the vile intrusions of the state, that sort of thing. That's right, and that is fair enough. She's not driving, she's travelling. It's a subset thing. And while I personally blame shitty <laughs> sensationless news headlines regarding vaccines in the mainstream media as a huge driver of vaccine hesitancy right now, and uh. yeah, I'm talking about your fucking journo, mate, Jack. <laughs> All trying to look. At, yeah, that's right. They're not. Why would they be my mates? I mean, just because I work in the same because industry that employs the media, hundreds of thousands the of media, the media, the media. It's all. It's just one big room of people hanging out, mm. wanking each other off. So yeah, look. <laughs> Well, that didn't work as well as I wanted it to be because, I mean, they're all trying to save their jobs, these shitty clickbait articles, trying to get their engagement numbers save up. And I, just yeah, like, yeah. I like the idea that you're part of the problem. Okay, you're, you're one of the good ones. Fine. These fuckers, though, man, these fucking RDA guys, they are doing all they can to make sure this vaccine program fails at every fucking turn. Yeah, look, the reporting has been in many instances, shithouse. I mean, look, the Tell fact that there are fuckwits out there is not news. But the no. media think there are clicks in anti-vaxxer wellness fuckos right now, and that is an ugly reflection on what drives news in this country. Fuck them. But now, it's time for this. The only news you need to know, who gives a fuck about peace in the Middle East when you can concern yourself with trivial outrage and anti-vaxxer jiggery fuckery? It's the Conditional Release Program's Weekly News. Joel, it turns out it really is always the people you least expect now that we have found out Lord of the Nerds, Bill Gates, is a bit of a sex pest. He is, he is. I mean, look, there are few people in public Ooh, life that yeah, truly Bill's give an like, asexual image. There's many one. people in public life that you really do not want to think of having a root, <laughs> but deep inside your heart, you know they mm, fuck. Messy, messy. Bill Gates was never really one of them until about two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. there's an image for Can you. Can we start getting the image? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. There's your, oh, no. I've got your dreams for you. There you <laughs> your, your night is lined oh, up. Oh, that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the wake of his divorce, the dirty laundry has been coming out hard oh, yeah. and fast. The Epstein allegations of which Bill claimed were simply to raise funds for charity are looking a lot more spicy. Mm. Now, it's been said that Melinda Gates, recently known as Melinda French Gates, Melinda, which Mel- I find very funny. <laughs> Melinda French, French Gates. Gates. I, yeah, I a really, nice set of French I Gates. really don't think she's thought that through. 
No, no. Or, you know, Kevin Klein, whoever. Uh, was expressing <laughs> unease at Bill's relationship with Epstein since 2013. A move to divorce was apparently inspired by a 2019 article in which the New York Times went into an uncomfortable level of detail about how Billy Gates liked to pal around with Jeffy Epps at his fancy mansion in Manhattan. The article no. states that it was numerous occasions, which is actually a little bit uh, fanciful because it was a fairly disappointing three visits. Three. Mm, yeah. It's not a lot. And one of them going late into the night, which, let's face it, for Bill Gates, was probably past his bedtime yeah. around 11 p.m. Yeah, yeah. 10.30, I think. Like, Gates is yeah. off the bed, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, you know, it's just like... Oh, well, maybe not. Well, yeah, as, as as it turns out. So, so far we haven't had any girls come out to say they've had interactions with Gates at Epstein's house. And while many have come out to openly discuss the predatory behavior of Epstein himself, we would expect maybe something to, you know, sort of yeah, form around look, So, a lot of this appears to just be gossip. And a lot of, but a lot of claimants gossip. come forward in regard to who... Uh, who slept with him at Epstein's place. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, hasn't yeah. Been and any he's just for, on the list. Hasn't been any for Gatesy yet. <laughs> yeah, you can just imagine him just like, you know, in the corner. So, it doesn't look good for the squeaky clean power nerd who has become the benevolent dictator of worldwide public health. So, if something did happen, you know, I hope he practiced what he preached about safe sex because, you know, he, he talks a big game about condoms. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so, as I am thinking about his dick right now. It's great. So... <laughs> Gates claims he was just chasing charity money, and that claim has held up for some time. Mm. And like it's it, it's it's plausible, mm. but it's 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 kind of you know it's kinda, the veneers kind of e- coming Epstein, off. Epstein was known as a sort of sycophant. People like Gates and and, and would totally. front up with money and and did yeah. numerous cases, colleges and, and research centres yeah. and so forth. And just bullshit promises how he knows all these money yeah, up people all, and stuff all, like that. So you he know. could rub shoulders with uh, people like yeah. Gates. Yeah. He was very good at it, though. So basically what Gates said of Epstein, this is a quote, his lifestyle is very different and kind of intriguing, although it would not work for me. (laughs) And this, honestly, is just such a perfect quote because it reaffirms that Gates is just utterly shit at parties. Maybe that's just Just, what what he wants you to believe, Joel. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. The master manipulator, the depopulation expert. So, look, I guess this does beg the question. You're right. Is he shit at parties? Oh, yeah. It's a huge question going around now. <laughs> Face value, you'd have to say he wouldn't be a lot of fun. No, absolutely not. Like, he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's got, like, you know, like the beer helmet on going, fucking woohoo, and, the, you know, <laughs> jumping in the pool with his clothes on and shit. Like, it's just not going to happen. No. But, look, we don't know whether Gates was getting up to no good with old mate Jeffrey, and it's very much up in the air. There's a lot more questions a lot of have us, Yeah, get a lot of good by association stuff going on. Yes. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. But, I mean, look, you know, like, that's, that's just the way the game plays. And, uh, look, I think it's fascinating. I love gossip. This is great. <laughs> so, in other bills, a bit of a scallywag news, it turns out he was big on trying to pick up employees yes. in his time at Microsoft. And... Fairly successful, to be fair, because Melinda was another Microsoft worker. And in 2000, after they'd married, Bill had a cheeky affair with another Microsoft employee over a series of years. Viva la more, Joel. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, look, I, I get it. Love love is love. But uh, yeah, right. years? I mean, if you're going to have like a one-night stand with an intern, I get it. Mm. But like years, that's... That's that's so like what a serial monogamist. Bill would apparently email women asking them out, and he's known for making clumsy approaches to women in and out of the office. Mm. I mean, this is when he was married. Yeah. One of them, according to the New York Times, said, and this is the email, if this makes you uncomfortable, <laughs> pretend it never there happened. There you go. I mean uh, that, yeah. 
that's the way. That's the way a woman under Gatesy should be should be uh, dealing with sexual harassment. That's right. Yeah, the, just pretend it never happened. The good old days. That's how it used to happen there before this Me Too nonsense. Yeah. So like you know. You can see how this, you know, this sort of plays out. Like he's just sending these creepy little fucking emails to his employees, hoping he doesn't just, get caught. Just pretend it never happened. Just pretend it never happened. Don't worry about it. So this is exactly how I can see Bill, the fucking sex player, working out. I mean, creepy little emails from mm. one of the most powerful men in the world, yeah. just awkwardly trying to get laid. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> What do you reckon, mate? Please? Yeah, been having these awkward moments in the lift with you, you know, for 15 yeah. years now. But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's, it is it is not 15 years. I mean, 15 months of sort of awkwardness where he, he finally splurts out with an email. Will you go yes, out with yeah. the dinner? Be, hey, look, if you don't want to, this never happened. We, we if never you met. show me yours, I'll show you mine. <laughs> so it's one thing to be a sex pest, but for one of the most powerful men in the world and a leading mm. philanthropist who talks a huge game about empowering women, it looks like a few cracks have formed in his halo. And while I do look favorably at his efforts to bring women out of poverty in the developing world, it's a noble fucking pursuit. It's very disappointing to see that old Billy Gates is just another flawed <laughs> shit, pervy male stereotype at the end of the day. It's a, it's a tough one to shake, Joel. He's it's a, just that one stereotype, of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just one of the boys. And in other news, Jacob Chansley, better known as the Q Shaman, seems to be angling for the retard defense. And I hesitate <laughs> to use the word retard yes. in a read, but that is in fact yeah. what his counsel has referred to him as. Yeah. And while the furor around Insurrection Day has died down, the legal wheels are spinning behind the scenes. Over 400 people are facing charges and people are still being arrested as the FBI pour over footage and use incredibly creepy technology to identify people from the right. Big brother. Anyway, prosecutors expect another 100 to be added to the growing list. Most of them are waiting for their trial from home with some being offered plea deals to clear out the serious court backlog that Jan 6 riots have caused. A few of the more egregious characters, including our mate the Q Shaman uh, on remand, and the dickhead who took a photo relaxing on Pelosi's chair was released from jail pending trial on an appeal, but is apparently facing financial ruin from legal costs. <laughs> yeah, he's... Really, yeah. So he's got a ten thousand dollar legal bill, and that'd probably be enough for him by the looks of things. Yeah, apparently it's really fucked him up. <laughs> it's almost sad. You almost feel sorry for them. Yeah. One character that I, when I was doing my research, I found this. I love this. Yes. Riley June Williams, mm. twenty two years old. So she's just a pup. Yep. She stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop and then tried to sell it to Russian <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> She escaped remand mm. and she was handed over to her custody from her mum. Uh. I mean, she's a baby. Yeah. This is just amazing stuff. I just love the idea of putting up a Gumtree ad like, oh, one laptop for sale. Like I'm just like seeking a buyer from Russian intelligence. Like sending like a DM to the the, the FSB or the KGB Twitter account. Oh, I've got Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> laptop. Um, do you have any Bitcoin for us, bro? Like, what the fuck do you do? It's like it's not that easy to just casually sell oh, a laptop to intelligence Russian intelligence. Firms. I mean, it's very Falcon and the Snowman. I've got to say, with and Sean Penn. Got 30 years <laughs> yeah, for well, doing similar things. It, there, there's a lot of very stern legal language in the articles that I read, mm. but hey, if she got, if she's escaped remand, that can't be that bad. Yeah. So Williams' lawyer told the judge, it is regrettable that Ms. Williams took the president's bait 
and went inside the Capitol. Mm. And it's showing this shade of remorse, but it's clearly throwing the blame on old back Donny on, J number 45. Yeah, back on Donny J, which is probably not a bad defence. Anyway, yeah. a few of these guys are looking at long holidays, up to 30 years, uh, but they still await trial and will be looking for a defence to plead uh, to either knock out the charges or at least reduce sentencing. This is what Chansley's genius lawyer, Albert Watkins, had to say about his client and others like him. A lot of these defendants, and I'm going to use this colloquial term, perhaps disrespectfully. It is. Yeah, a little bit. uh, It is. (laughs) But they're all fucking short bus people. Now, it just needs a little bit of explanation there. Short bus people in America oh, use it as a colloquialism. Um, when you go to school, you get on the school bus, and that's a big, long yellow bus. But if you have an intellectual and do a physical disability, you'll go on the short bus. So that's what he means when he says they're all fucking short bus people. Yeah, he's picking on disabled people. It's great. On he goes. These are people with brain damage. They're fucking retarded. They're on the goddamn spectrum. But, he added, they're our brothers, our sisters, our neighbours, our co-workers. They're part of our country. These aren't bad people. They don't have prior criminal history. Fuck, they were subjected to four-plus years of goddamn propaganda, the likes of which the world has not seen since fucking Hitler, end quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I must say, yeah, it's, it's a lot of truth in it. There is. There is a, a good fairly- deal to be said. For, I'm not sure about how the way he's put it together. He basically called his client... Um, autistic, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, which I don't think is going to be proven because let's face it, the Q shaman is a lot of things. He's not fucking autistic. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I mean look, yeah, that's going to be part of the defence, clearly. <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to have to get someone to sign off on that. So, as a result of this quote going viral, one of the Proud Boys that's getting charged is actually sticking to his guns, severing himself from that defence, claiming that he won't throw in the towel. Or throw an entire political party under the bus. I wonder if that's a short bus. The long bus yeah, or the short yeah. bus. I mean, um, that is just such great wording. Because <laughs> this is directly responding to that quote. The answer might be short bus. The, what are you saying there in that direct quote? I think that is. I think that's the way it is. And this is the great thing because this is indicating that he plans to take the charges head on mm. and refuse to use the Trump, the Trump made me do a defense. Why would you not do that? How pilled do you have to be to be like, <laughs> oh, I would do. I want to do twenty. I just want to do twenty because like Trump didn't make me do so, it. I just really wanted to do it myself. Yeah, and the great thing is Trump couldn't give a shit about any of these people. Man. No, he really fucking- thinks they're awful. I mean, if yeah. you asked him, he'd say, well, these are terrible. These are terrible people. They're the pause. Mm. That's the real problem. They don't have money, so they're gross. Yeah. So let's face it. Like, this guy is just throwing his life away based on some ridiculous pride issue. Um, so there you go, proud boy. Uh, rotten hell. So basically, to give Watkins some credit as a lawyer, he is the one that got Chansley his organic diet in jail, yes, did that. which is a pretty impressive piece of legal craft. <laughs> he was followed up for comment, and he said – Quote, my long-standing pleas for compassion and understanding of those involved in the events of January 6th with mental health issues and disabilities have to date fallen on deaf ears. A bit more circumspect a there. Yeah, go on. Fucking <laughs> advocate over here, you know. Oh, I'm just trying to help. He's <laughs> off. A little bit more judicious with his words. Uh, fucking hired gun and you're just like causing shit. Mm. One charged, insensitive and vulgar statement was all that was required to garner the needed attention to this important aspect of the January 6th six defendants. Mm. He also claims that Chansey has Asperger's, which is A, bullshit, and B, 
it's actually considered a problematic term. It's a, it's a part of the autism spectrum. Yes. And now people tend to say that they're on the autism yes, spectrum right. and they're a high functioning blah, 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 because apparently Asperger's has a sketchy fucking past, which involves Nazis. So, mm. you know, that's, that's, a, that's a new thing. I'm, uh, I'm learning things as we go. <laughs> so Watkins is known for saying cooked shit to try and get his clients off the hook or just cause a furor around some sort of thing to just invalidate some charges. And one absolute corker example of this is that he represented the now famous couple that pointed the AR-15 and that tiny little 22 at the BLM crowd outside their house. Mm. So, like, you can see that this guy at the wheel of what was already going to be a very funny legal circus. Oh, we'll be, be I, look, so I predict good. we'll be hearing a lot more from Mr. Watkins. Um, I, I yeah. do agree with him on one point. These people are idiots. And they are not yeah. retards or necessarily on the spectrum. No. Using autism as a playing card to get these idiots out of jail shows this lawyer probably got his law degree by correspondence from the University of Buttfuck, Iowa. But besides that, this is a peek into the utter shit show to come that are the trials of the insurrectionists. It's going to be wild. And now it's time for the news item that's the hottest ticket in a pandemic-ravaged world where people are basically falling into two categories, the vaccinated and the fucking weird in the conditional release programs. Anti-vaxxer update. And let's start with some good news. We hit half a million shots of the vaccine over the last week, with 3.2 million Australians having received their, at least their first shots. Uh, the overwhelming numbers are coming from the two major cities and states in the country in terms of population, at least Sydney, Melbourne, Victoria, New South Wales. Queensland is lagging well behind with high rates of vaccine hesitancy being reported, especially around the AstraZeneca vaccine. And this, Fucking Queensland. This is not helped by a federal government in campaign mode, not wanting to upset anybody, including anti-vaxxers, or even trouble the minds of the vaccine hesitant with some facts. Health Minister Greg Hunt made a very odd statement during the week, basically suggesting people should be able to choose the vaccine they want. Like, hey, let's all pretend mm. we're pharmacologists so we can tell our doctors what we'd like to take. I don't look, I look at that hard tablet. Tell you what, Doc, write me up for a script of mustics. That's good. You I like mustics. fucking idiots. Wow. And the media, hang your fucking heads on your reporting in the last week. Channel 7 News is a, a, an especially terrible sinner, having reported on a Gold Coast hairstylist unquestioningly who had barred vaccinated customers from her store. It turns out the proprietor was all sorts of weird, having smeared her own, I presume it was her own, menstrual blood mm. on her face to ward off uh, their menstrual cramps. She also offers customers soul cleansing, and I have to tell you, it would have to be pretty powerful fucking shampoo to cleanse mine. Oh, oh, dear. oh now, I, now, in our own little corner of the news cycle, we at the Conditional Release Program have a policy not to name these people or their businesses, and I'd suggest yep. it's a pretty good policy for media organisations to adopt in these weird times so yep. these fucking hippies can't get a publicity free kick. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. The anti-vaxxers have been seriously busy elsewhere over the past week. One thing that has really 
help kick the can down the vaccine hesitancy road is the phenomenon of people sticking magnets to the spot where they were vaccinated and finding they are suddenly magnetic. Well, not really. Ugh. Now, watching these yeah. videos is compelling. I mean, the magnets stick. It seems to actually work, but this is an age-old trick in which greasy skin can easily form a bond between the shiny magnet and the skin. There's also the fact that it seems like they are using some sort of clear adhesive to make this work. There's countless ways to fabricate this trick, and it's textbook anti-vax behaviour that just straight-up lie to push the bullshit idea that the vaccine has a microchip implant. It just fucking doesn't. Doesn't. have Just doesn't. Uh, the first thing to say about the magnetic... Tr- uh, the magnetic trickery anti-vaxxers are putting about is that anti-vaxxers are pretty fucking unlikely to have received a jab. Uh, but it gets worse, doesn't it, Joel? As you were flipping through the telegram of close friend of the program, Pete Evans, and found this among his followers' comments. Yeah, this is fucking unbelievable. Um, so among the fucking nonsense in the comments was this absolute goddamn perler of terrifying wisdom. And I quote, yeah, I think it may be a setup, so they figured it out. My partner works in aged care and no magnets have stuck to a vaccinated oh individual God. yet. Mm. So that means that there are people out there, fucking peeled aged care workers, trying to stick <laughs> magnets to the arms of vaccinated old people in facilities that are meant to be caring for them. Oh, my Holy God. Fuck. That's what we got to. I mean, honestly... This is on you, Pete, because you made this happen, drumming up this kind of fuckwitted hysteria and then finding out that this goes all the way down to people harassing old people with magnets is just, I mean, look. It comes as no surprise that they would carry on like fucking children in their workplaces. I'm not sure where I'm la- why I'm laughing. I mean, basically, look, people, as a general, I mean, I'm not saying this is a health warning. Just, just, just leave the magnets away from the elderly, please. Just, 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 just stop. You know, just, just don't. Just stop don't. Anti vaxxers really are just the absolute worst. Yeah, truly, they are the fucking worst. And now it's time to disclose to the world the very worst people by the short straw model of multiple choice question. If in doubt, always go with B, folks. That's my advice. And that's what we're going to do when the conditional release program asks and answers B, if we don't have a fucking clue, which black pill fuckwit said that. <laughs> Well, uh, here's some home cooked goodness to start us off. Ah, local local madness. I like local madness. Um, uh, yeah, I, I shouldn't say this, but I think you're onto something with this whole bee theory, which is uh, a little bit of a. Well, it got me through university and even Vego Mass at high school job. Well, let's see how it works for you today. Mm-hmm. So, here is a really, really cooked quote from someone who I think is one of the most cooked individuals of the past year. Yes. It's hard to portray how this is written, but fact New Zealand and Australia, if. Your hourly rate is $25 today. You earned $200. You can keep $140. Now, I'm not sure how that's that works. That's a fact. That is not a fact, but go on. No, it's just weird. <laughs> so I'm guessing they're saying like an eight-hour day, $25. Okay, cool. So you can keep right. $140. Not sure what the basis of that is. Yeah. Now, it's, $140. No basis. Mm. Now, minus 15% GST in New Zealand mm. or 10% in GST in Australia. Plus, if you buy a beer or cigarettes, Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Taxes. Yeah. Filled your car up with petrol tax. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. (laughs) After your expenses, break it all down. You just earned a dollar twelve an hour. Oh, there's some, there's some, 
There's some street corner economics for you. Now, look, Isn't that I, just fucking I don't cool. want to tear this apart because that's not really the point of the program, but of this segment. But, but basically what we are dealing with here is a sliding scale of taxation that, uh, begins at what is it? It's almost twenty five thousand dollars before you before you get your first dollar yeah, tax. It's about that. So yeah, yes, that, much, yeah, it doesn't quite work. But that's not really the point. Um, none of it works. Um, none of it works at all. None of it works at all. Works at all. It's just absolutely insane. So I got- will say, yeah. So basically, the first one is our undischarged bankrupt and probably Pete Evans' dad, Rodney Cullerton. <laughs> We've got. Defamation expert and pedo profiler Karen Brewer, mm. avid reader, economist, and financial advisor to the stars <laughs> Alan Kohler, who surely could pen this out in a minute. Yes, and yes. a Marxist body double of Michaelia Cash, oh, that's- who was, as we all know, executed in Gitmo just a couple of years ago. Was he? Oh, yeah. Um, now, that's, now it's a big old body double. That's going to come as horrific news to her husband. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, um, um, but a Marxist body double, too, of Macaulay Cash in the pantsuit. And that's that's terrifying in itself. Isn't it just? Isn't it oh, just? it's got a bit of the uh, Culleton economics, uh, economic theory about it, really. It just does. And um, because he <laughs> simply wouldn't have. <laughs> clue on PAYE taxation scales. No, uh, because you're more moron. Karen Brewer, I I know a fair bit about, and look, she's stupid enough to follow this around. Uh, Alan Cole, no, no, Alan Cole does understand our, our, our taxation system, and uh, while yeah, he, you say that, yeah, well, he might have to sit in front, so you're going to sit sit with the. Uh, with the modelling in front of him, but I think you have you seen Alan Kohler after smoking bath salts though, because <laughs> this is a quote. It's not, I'm not saying how he was at the time. Wrote, wrote a hell of a good piece uh, during the week um, in the Daily Times about uh, the, um, the Australian government's uh, announcement uh, of the gas-fired, diesel-powered, really um, um, power station that they're going to knock ah. up, but probably never will in the Upper Hunter. Anyway. Cole's a good comrade. Uh, yeah, no, look, he's, he, he approaches things with common sense. And this quote is devoid. Devoid of <laughs> common, common sense. sense. I'm going to run, <laughs> run a line through Alan there. Uh, and Macaulay Cash, well, Marx's body double of Macaulay Cash is an intriguing prospect and probably dangerous, uh, extremely dangerous. But I don't think and that's And entirely plausible. So don't it's forget Cole plausible. And, and look, I don't know the answer, so I'm going to say B. Ah, see? It always wins. It, does. it always wins. It's a, it's this a is fresh off her telegram. It's a fantastic theory. Try it. Try it. Try it, folks. It well, it doesn't always work, but um, but uh, you're on. You know, you're on even money at least if yeah. you go. Bert. Yeah, it was. It's good. Karen Brewer's telegram is actually a fucking terrifying place, but it is an absolute goldmine of comedy. I expect Karen Brewer to be the correct answer for a few more of these segments to come. <laughs> She's she is so cooked. What a person! All right, so let's go to the next one, mm. which is a lot more traditional, a lot more, a lot more the kind of thing you'd expect from the conditional release program, mm. and it means absolutely nothing. It means fucking nothing. Right. And the quote: "We must never forget the children. We must fight for the children. 
every lie will be revealed. Mm, there's some cute nonsense right there. What what that fucking mean? Man, fucking nothing. <laughs> so straight out the gates, we have children. children's entertainer and avid consumer of child exploitation material, Paul <laughs> Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman. And let's face it, you can't forget the children because you've got videos of them. You must fight for them because you've got to keep the cops off your tail. And every lie, unfortunately, they did get revealed because he got busted. Mm, so could be. So could be. Yeah, you thought it was a red herring, didn't you? But it fucking isn't, isn't it? It's starting to get real plausible, right? It's making a lot more sense He's, now. He does have some problems, Pee Wee. Yeah, he does. Um, evangelical lunatic and soon-to-be former defamation lawyer Lynn Wood, mm. who does love a bit of that QAnon stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, he does. And, he's into and it. he's been mouthing off lately. Or did this come straight from the goat's mouth, the fellow avid <laughs> consumer of child exploitation material and absolutely the guy who posted his cue, Ron Watkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, there's, there's, no, there's no question around it. Or is it the child protection agency to the stars and the bone broth enthusiast, Pete Evans? <laughs> well, let's have a look. This, it's a fantastic quartet here. Pee Wee Herman, Lynn Wood, Ron Watkins, Pete Evans. Look, Lynn, as we discovered in this segment last week, Lynn uh, is uh, going off the fucking deep end very, He's very really fucking fucked. quickly. He's and, uh, and, and this kind of uh, this kind of incantation that he's knocking up yeah. at the moment, it just sounds like it's straight from his ballpark. It's also a B. So it's also a B. So I'm going to go with Lynn Wood. Yeah, beautiful. The rule always works. You are killing it today, mate. Mm. You are fucking killing well, I was, it. I was zero for three last week, so I'll bounce back. <laughs> got, I'll bounce back. You got to make up for it. We'll average you out over the semester. We'll, uh, you know, we'll give you a final report card at the end, which means I have to actually go through the fucking episodes and find out. What you got <laughs> no, right. no, I was zero for three last week, and uh, so I bounce back hard. You know, as as, as good really lad. a good player should, just like Carlton. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, the next one is this quote, which is just so poignant and yet so fucking meaningless. Mm, yeah. Courage is contagious. It's it's actually not. <laughs> it's not. It's actually it's really not. not. No, no. If anything, it just means if you're courageous, I can then whimper behind you and use you as a human shield. <laughs> or, or just keep running. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and look, yeah. that guy's courageous. Yeah, yeah. We're out of here. Yeah. Let him take the boards. <laughs> so we've got the journalist and popular pandemic expert, Norman Swan, who you've had differences oh, with. All over, who is- he's all over the shop, Swanny. Yeah, you go He's in the process of revealing that viruses are not transmissible, but they're actually just tiny droplets of courage. And it's contagious. Just, just go yeah. from person to person. See, how that see? Works, yeah. and now the pandemic makes more sense. Now, this is going back to an absolute favorite film of mine. It's the star of the screen, and he's a hemorrhagic fever specialist, Dustin Hoffman. Well, he wasn't oh, a Dusty. movie. I, I, you know, yeah. if I had hemorrhagic yeah. fever, I wouldn't be. Look. Well, why do you will think Mr. they Hoffman cast see, him? Will Mr. Hoffman see me now, please? Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, have you not seen the movie? He's like definitely across the brief. I'd fucking rather him than the next guy, uh. who is the member for Manila, who is horny for Christ, George Christensen. <laughs> what a fucking creep. And the failed furniture salesman and red pill machine gun, ruthless Craig Kelly. Mm, big Craig and George, a couple, couple of large units there in uh, the federal oh, yeah. parliament on the treasury Imagine benches. how many calories it takes to maintain their stature. Just the amount of calories. Yeah. I just, I oh, think it's impressive. They're, they're keeping Aussie's Cafe alive. 
<laughs> through these but no one eats or drinks with them. Through these difficult times. Um, bless. Look, uh, can't go the bee here. Just know it's not Dustin Hoffman. Courage is contagious. It's just not him, even though it might be one of your favourite films, Joel. Yeah, um, see, I wanted to write uh, I fucking love Outbreak. Such a good movie. It's the monkey. It's the fucking monkey. I'm going to go George Christensen. I reckon I saw him say something like this this week. Oh, so close. And this is why I love the fact that you don't have a Telegram account because this has been fucking <laughs> all over Reignite Democracy Australia's feed. Like, they love this shit. They fucking love yeah, Craig. Yeah, George's been on the Reignite stuff. I mean, having a go at him, yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. We'll, we'll, we will explore that later. That's, that's, mm. that's in the dot points. So, basically, look, you, you are going to get a prize this week. Now, the prize this week is a very good – it's a good variable prize. It's a sock full of five-cent coins. Good to use if you need a club. Well, exactly, because you're going to need it. It was about six bucks worth. I'm giving you four, so you'll get a bit of a smaller club. Yeah. But it will be incredibly useful as a weapon against the hordes of vaccinated zombies coming for your brain. Just shedding, just months. shedding everywhere. And I'm shedding too. And I, I just think it's too much shedding. Yeah, but you got the AstraZeneca. I'm getting the Pfizer. So I'm uh, the one who's getting the gene yeah. therapy. So I'm going to be coming for your brain. <laughs> and the anti-vaxxers tried to warn us. They said we'd turn into zombies. We didn't listen. And now, look at look. it. I'm just going to end up going down to your place and having you club me repeatedly <laughs> over the head with your $4.50 worth of five-cent coins. Okay, you're on. I'm glad you got a few you're right on. because otherwise you'd just be- I'd just be, be hitting you with an empty sock. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all know is not going to work. Now, no, not, not going to cut the mustard. Now, we asked listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by black-pilled fuckwits. We want your input, listeners, if you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid. Drop us a line. We'll send you a stubby holder and some just assorted TCRP tatter that I've printed up over time. If you make my life easier and send me a quote we can use on the show. I do. This is manual fucking labour. Aware of the conditional release program, understand that listening to this program requires a fairly large dose of intoxicants and they're best served cold and kept cold. And the only way to keep your preferred poison cold is a a TCRP stubby holder. The only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold. And that's uh, that's a lot of tests. I've got a lot of the testing data if you want it. The rest of them- I've got them doing their job right now. The rest of them are just shit. Uh, Because I'm day drinking like a fucking champion. (laughs) Look, drop us a line, listeners, to the conditional release program at gmail.com. That's where the the- in the front, the conditional release program at gmail.com. And you can get right on that after you've got right on this in the conditional release program's deeper dive into a new political force in this nation, a group with lots of members who want to reignite democracy in Australia, which is a very noble cause in my opinion. Set it on fire. Or maybe it isn't, yes. Let's start a fire around our democracy. <laughs> it's time to get the 10 by 4 probes out, shun the lubricant, stick it straight up the ass of Reignite Democracy Australia and the Conditional Release Program's Deeper Dive. <laughs> Reignite Democracy Australia, RDA, is, one, is a political movement that's directly arisen from the pandemic. Uh, it's the only one that I know of in this country. So, Joel, tell us a little bit more about them. Yeah, I mean, they really did just use that fear and anxiety caused by the pandemic lockdowns to create this sort of, I'd say, political cult to, and let's face it, to fund their lifestyles and provide its founder, Monica Smith, with this terrifying platform to deliver a torrent of misinformation and just hard right-wing nonsense. Mm. 
I mean, she's a devout Catholic and this is a part of the things that she just like sort of throws in. So she basically peppers this firebrand anti-mask, anti-vaccine messaging with these bizarre trad wife values and like weird religious themes about, you know, chastity and bullshit. So, you know, like they really do have this solid God is on our side kind of vibe, which mm. can be kind of creepy at times. They also appear to have the Proud Boys on their side too. Really? Uh, Char Ming. Yeah, Dan Aubrey Rudonga. Fucking, uh, we'll get into that. So they popped up around July, August last year, which is just like not long ago at all. Uh, The Facebook profile started late July and they're much, much quieter Twitter profile late August. And Reignite Democracy Proprietary Limited was registered in September. And they claim to have 52,154 members as of today in only eight months. Now, what a member means here is incredibly vague. I think it either is their mailing list or much more likely their Facebook page follower account, which has gone down recently, which is probably because the amount of people that got fucking banned by being massive anti-vaxxers. They're using the word member here just a way that sort of like doesn't let the truth get in the way of a good brag because whatever they're trying to say by membership, it's not... Yeah. A very traditional sense. Yeah, look, well, traditionally in, in political organisations, what we're talking about when, when we mention members, at least implicit in their claim is that they are financial members. That is, that they like have paid club. a subscription to belong to that organisation and therefore right. have rights under that organisation's constitution. Exactly. Um, but yep, that's, that's not what we've got here just at the minute, is it, Joe? It's just a fucking word. They just used the word members because they thought it sounded cool. Mm. I mean, look, this is what these people are. They're fucking see-through useless dicks. It hasn't been long, and I will say, no, I'll retract useless. These guys are pretty fucking impressive because it hasn't been long for RDA, and they hit the ground running. They wasted absolutely no time getting content out there, and they were pushing out live streams and hard right messaging from day one. Mm. Like... Since then, RDA has set up countless local protests and stunts with a focus on regional areas, surprisingly, because yeah. they're so much more easy to peel, primarily around Victoria, which is where it's all based, is where mm-hmm. Monica Smith's from. Most suspect is their ventures into Aubrey Rodonga, where, as I said before, the local Proud Boys chapter shows up to their rallies and they smile for the cameras. It's like, it's completely shameless. They're not like, they're not hiding their association. It's like, mm. as if it's meant to be a thing. Like, mm. it's just these guys who are political terrorists are just like, oh yeah, we love audio. So recently RDA have launched a very annoying You Can Say No campaign, which states the absolute fucking obvious. You're allowed to refuse the vaccine. Congratulations, guys. We all fucking know that. It's just such anti-vax bullshit. It's under this guise of freedom of choice. It's very common knowledge there's no such thing as mandatory vaccinations. No such thing. No such thing. No such thing in any form of vaccination, COVID, whatever you like. Nothing is mandatory. It's common fucking knowledge outside of the RDA circles. Yeah. The victimhood complex of being forced to do something you don't want to do, like a toddler having a tantrum, which, you know, you aren't anyway. And then this weird hero complex of being saved from this fictitious enemy, <laughs> threatening a non-existent threat. It's a lot to unpack, but goddamn it works. These people have solidarity that left-wing organizations would fucking pay mm. to gain. And yet these idiots have made these fucking stickers and banners just to inflame the culture wars and these sandwich board signs to put in busy areas like Federation Square down in Melbourne with these peeled fucking lunatics in, you know, often ironically in North Face fucking vests. They're just explaining to normies passing by why they shouldn't get vaccinated. Obviously with shit about microchips and fucking magnets, I'm sure. And it's just this like cult-like behavior where they're recruiting on the street, hassling people to work against society's interest. And it's something we just don't fucking need right now. 
Yeah, look, I absolutely agree. But at the same time, that kind of level of stupidity in advertising, promoting, <coughs> promoting their um, their well, I guess their ambitions is 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 that people don't get vaccinated is probably the best thing you could have if you are pro vaccination. Uh, that people are going to look at this and go, "I'm going to get vaccinated to spite you." At least I'd like <laughs> to think uh, that they're going that people are going to do that and say, "Look." Look how stupid these people are. I don't want to be associated be with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I have with the far left. I mean, like, you know, I call myself a centrist, even though I'm a massive fucking socialist, because I don't want to be associated with those cunts. The kind of people who, you know, wheat paste anti Zionist messaging on a fucking falafel shop. I'm sorry. I'm not part of your club, so I'm a centrist because I don't want to be in a room with you because you are shitheads. <laughs> you are terrible, terrible people. Just terrible people. The fringe always ends up yep. being a bunch of cooked assholes. Yep. So we've got Monica Smith there, who's the real face of the organization. She's mm. got a few headshots she uses very liberally. The other half of RDA, Morgan C. Jonas, is an absolute content machine and just mm. a general force of bad will. While he looks like someone that has had about 10 minutes of sleep his entire life, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy's been on meth since he was a five-year-old, and I don't I'm think sure he's you, on meth. We, we don't know that he's on meth. We, 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 no, no, we, no. You're not saying that he's on meth. Yeah, I wish not. he was because it would give me an explanation as to why he looks so sleep-deprived. <laughs> it would just give me an answer. hasn't been sleeping well. Yeah. The answer to the question, that sh- I, there shouldn't even be a question. He should just be working at Super oh, somewhere. I think he's just flat-out producing content, isn't he? He's just a poster. He he's is. just a crazy poster. I mean, Monica even appealed for donations saying that she didn't want him to have to get a job so she could continue pumping out content, oh, like as if that's a noble thing. He couldn't have I mean, full-time employment. No, I wonder if he's ever had it. So basically, I know firsthand that he's actually very good at turning normies into pilled lunatics. So as far as, you know, <laughs> value for money goes, giving him a wage per week to pump out this absolute fucking trash is good money spent. A former friend of mine in his 60s started posting more and more peeled stuff and I started kind of paying attention and Jonas's content was always in there. He was lapping it yeah. up saying this guy was really, you know, really interesting. Mm. I questioned the truths he was posting, you know, the truths, the research, and I was blocked. He fucking blocked me. <laughs> I've known this guy since I was a fucking five-year-old. <laughs> the cult loves an echo chamber and the second you start questioning their beliefs, bam. Yeah. The wall comes down, and then in the next post, they're like, oh, free speech is so important. (laughs) Yeah, if only you believe that. So the sad thing to watch here, and this really sucks, I actually don't really know his son well. He was appealing to him with information. It was actually like sort of state-based information. It was actually quite a good document. I had a read of it because it was was really a punchy, well-written-out scientific document to kind of counter this barrage of anti-vax bullshit and just being ignored. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like he's gonna lose his dad. Well, like this is gonna happen. Yeah, this- and Morgan C. Fucking Jonas, this gifted con man, is going to do it. He's gonna destroy countless fucking family. Uh, but yes, well, this is just another example of these people going out to the fringes and and basically destroying you know their their normal relationships, family, social totally. relationships, and, and Jonas. They is- bring them into a cult that they can't fucking leave. Mm. And then when people oh, well, try he's and driving like, it, you know, he's me. just a shit. He's a shit poster from way back. So yeah, yeah, well, that's it. I mean, like you know, God knows. I I wish we had the time and resources. I do work for a living, so it's like you know. I have to try and do this in my spare time. God, I'd love to do a deeper dive on that guy. I'm sure he's got a lot of fucking skeletons. He is apparently very good mate to Avi Yemeni, which explains a fucking lot. And according to uh, sources, he's been seen with proud boy lunatic Jared Seabee, ah, who is 
the you know the, the charming uh, Aubrey guy who basically tried to beat up an old man at his house because he thought he was Antifa. <laughs> so look, you know, if if the company you keep is anything to be judged by, company you keep, always just the company you keep. It's the only way we can measure people. Yeah, well, you can measure this guy by his fucking like the the bags under his eyes. There's plenty, plenty of QAnon going on around here too, Joe. Plenty of QAnon. Yeah, it, well, there's it, parallels the to QAnon. It. Yeah. So one of the things I find fascinating about the parallels of QAnon is that this is a message that should have faded into obscurity, just like Q should never have got anywhere. Mm. But it found its legs, what I can see, as aligning with traditional political players. So you've got RDA claiming to be bipartisan, but an interesting thing was where Cameron Wilson dug up this very decent bit of gossip on links to the Liberal Party and this fucking awful political player. He's an absolute power incel man-child named Edward Burke. Mm. He's one of the dorkiest young liberals the world has ever seen, but a very fucking good political communicator. You can see a lot of parallels between what he does and what RDA does. I smell a link. He runs a group called Victoria Forward, who have collaborated with RDA in the past as videos and stuff, and it aims to be this sort of American-style political action committee they call PACs or Super PACs, which was a whole thing political I was going to. Yes. <laughs> which is by design a way to solicit donations for political outcomes without the transparency of a registered political party. Correct. Basically, this is what RDA hopes to achieve. Although they have since filed the claim with AEC to form a political party. Well, look, we made some inquiries uh, this week uh, with the AEC, and certainly uh, the RDA is, has not been approved as a political party. Uh, we can say that for sure. Whether they've put an application in or not uh, is uh, is not something I can tell you right now. Um, but uh, they may or may not have put in a registration. Um, but that registration would be subject to various checks by the AAC. So at this stage, uh, the RDA is not a registered political party. So these fuckheads in their little Victoria Forward thing, they exploit these really hot issues like the Brumby cull. And look, let's face it, horses fuck things up for every other cute animal. Yeah. um, I don't like horses being shot. But I also don't like small native animals being unable to find their way because of all these fucking hoof prints. Yeah. I'm sorry. They, they came here. They need to be shot. So, as of course, the Belt and Road Initiative, which is this, you know, like terrifying, like red scare bullshit. Well, it's all because gone. Because trade is only good if your trading partner is white, of course. Mm. And it is gone. It is it's gone. It's all gone anyway. But let's face it. Mm. I mean, what are they going to do? Post retraction? Mm. Are they going to say, thanks, Dan Andrews? Like, no. Because these people are just negative machines who mean fucking nothing. And, of course- any and all of the COVID restrictions, despite the fact that they worked and the MCG is like at full capacity with football games. Like, how the fuck can you look yeah. at a footy game yeah. and think, gee, I wish we didn't lock down? How do you play that logic? Yeah. Right now, we would all be racing around buying black market fucking vaccines, crying into our soup and going to funerals every week if these cunts had their way. Groups like Victoria Ford and RDA are absolutely playing from the same book. There's similarity in their memes. There's similarity in their delivery. It's fairly well designed, but it follows this pattern. The pattern's really important because it becomes familiar. It's got that sort of like, you know, I learned graphic design at TAFE thing, but at the same time, there's something quite slick about it, something quite punchy about it, but it's all negative. The thing that's interesting is that it's presented in a way that says you're the good guys and these are the bad guys. You know, we we don't accept fear. We embrace positivity. By the way, 
everyone in power is trying to kill you. Yeah. So, like, this is the kind of shit that gave QAnon, especially a Save the Children crowd, this righteous indignation that really fueled some incredibly irrational political posturing because when it comes to good versus evil, when you're on the good side, you can just do whatever the fuck you want, right? It's madness. First thing you've got to say is that this is a, a political organisation that sprung from nowhere in a very, very short space of time. It's not... Uh, a coincidence that it's based in Victoria that was locked down for 100 plus days on top of uh, sort of lockdowns, three, four week lockdowns that New South Wales underwent. So, yeah, I mean, this started about after that lockdown, yeah, really. So, there is, that, there is that sort of hand wringing that's going on now. The, 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 it's exploitation. The, the, yeah, it's exploitation that the deep state is at it again, trying to, de- to destroy people's lives at a cellular level, you know. Specifically in Victoria, um, of course. And, Just specifically in Victoria. Yeah, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, there's plenty to be, um, plenty to be critical of, uh, of the Dan Andrews government you know here we have these groups it's no it's no surprise that they're coming from regional australia as well and when we get to you know the sort of short bus um sort of <laughs> remarks of uh, of uh, this is going to become a the shaman's lawyer um you know we, we are dealing with stuff there and, and it really is a case of information rich Versus, uh, versus information poor in this country. And this is kind yeah. of, when you live in regional Australia, you've got to understand, people in the city need to understand that they certainly are information poor, you know. And they, they live on Sky News. I mean, like, that's what well, they it, get. Well, it's, not just, it's not just that. They, you know, they often have shitty internet connections. They have shitty mo- mobile phone coverage, time and socioeconomic factors as well. So that yeah. sort of tends to drive to this. and. There is a lot to it. Yeah, and what's what's interesting is that you've got sort of existing political players looking at this, Joel. So we see uh, Bernie Finn, who's a former member of the Liberal Party uh, and now and a member of the uh, Upper House in Victoria. Bernie Finn uh, is now with the uh, Democratic Labor Party, the, the old DLs, oh, basically. <laughs> that's, hey, that's that's a downgrade. Well, um, yeah, that's kind of where he is. So, so Bernie Finn's um, he's been Fucking he's been gross. having a chat with the ODA people, or, or, or standing up as and doing emceeing. Hey, everybody! Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that airline? Someone's got to do it. Um, yeah, um, and so so yeah, Bernie Finn, Richard Riordan. Yeah, uh, I don't actually know any of these fucking people too. They're all just like random fucking Victorian MPs, but they are. They're feeling the impetus yeah. to join up with RDA. This is the really That's a interesting bad sign. thing. This is the really interesting thing I think about RDA. It's not so much that it's been able to to, to garner support um, through a, a small number of people, but in these times, you've got existing political uh, parties that are sniffing around this whole, all of these issues. Not just RDA as a political organisation. Uh, but you've got basically a federal government that seems like it's you know virtually paralysed about criticising anti-vaxxers. Uh, well, they're you know they're certainly not going hard enough, and uh, and then you've got you know no attempts to sort of convince people with with facts uh, who might be mm-hmm. vaccine hesitant. It's like they're seeing these things. They own that. That the, that the coalition government, the Morrison government, can't see this stuff without looking at it in terms of numbers of votes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the real issue with RDA. So, and they're, they're just going to let them go. They'll, they'll just let them go yeah. and, and see where it all ends up and see maybe if they get some, get some preferences out of it. Well, one of the things I find it's interesting about this is that 
when it comes to Reignite Democracy Australia and the way in which they operate, they're always strangely good at these traditional political communication styles. Mm. And one of the things I've noticed with this, like I did, uh, you know, social change movements at Sydney University under the brilliant Peter Chen. And it's so funny because it was a fascinating course. And we, you know, we, there's an activist handbook and all these things that we studied. And then I watched them working and I'm like, fuck, I can see that course. I can see you doing all the shit that I learned in theory in that fucking course. But the thing that's interesting here is it's not that Monica Smith did the course. It's not that Monica Smith is a fucking political science. She, I don't know, I don't know her educational background, but I strongly doubt she did a fucking political science degree at University of Sydney. No, but she's she's not a political genius by any stretch. But she's a fucking operator. Well, and she aligns with the right people. Yeah, look, and 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 the other side of that coin is that the major parties, I would certainly argue, have lost touch with grassroots anyway. So yeah, so those yeah. grassroots are sort of just there. And and if you're able to, they're right for the picking. Convince enough people, yeah, then then you've got party registration. Then you've got some yeah. degree of electoral support. I'd say it's very very low, but but that's that's. What, I don't think they'll get up. But, the, I mean, she's been making money, so that's good enough, really. Yeah, it just seems like that's a big part of the inspiration hey, to do this. You need money to run politics in this country. Fucking a. And the thing that's interesting here is that, like you know, like. What this does is it gives this fire hose of negative coverage to the Victorian Premier, Dan Andrews, mm. but there's no responsibility. So when the Liberals are sitting around thinking, well, maybe we should get you know in bed with some of these organisations, they can do it quite anonymously alongside the RDA, a few operators like Edward Burke, and there's a few other names that I won't mention because I've just, I have just looked it up and I was like, oh, don't get sued. But there are players in the Liberal Party who may decide that giving RDA a boost is helpful because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And that is so bad for society when we're trying to get vaccine numbers up, empowering these fucks to do more damage just because it might help your chance in the next state election is just Despicable behaviour, yeah. but it's also a perfect marriage. I mean, it fucking makes sense. There's, a, there's another element too, and well, none of us can see into the future. There is a sense that Pauline Hanson's One Nation that vote Ooh, might yeah. disintegrate, and um, and if that vote goes to groups like RDA and, and other minor parties, you know, how, how are they going to? How are the major parties going to? going to get some sort of benefit from that. I'm sure the coalition probably bloody will. Looking, oh yeah, that's that's why we've seen some very limp-wristed statements from um, from government in regard to pandemic treatment and and in particularly around vaccination. Um, yeah, that uh, I think there's a there's a real sense that we do not want to upset that apple cart. We don't want to poke these people with a stick at least, and then, and then let's see let's see let's see what sort of political benefits we can obtain from it. Yeah. That's yeah. So it, it, that, there is a, a real prospect that the Paul Enhancements One Nation vote will collapse in, and in Queensland and New South Wales. Yeah, I would say RDA are running a much slicker campaign than One Nation. Mm. One Nation feel like they're relying on brand value. Yeah. RDA have done amazing shit in a very small amount of time. And look, I would say the thing that makes it really interesting with the Victorian state, which is where they really occupy their their their, their mindset. And like Victorian liberals, is that they share beliefs. There's a fringe, and only stretches so far, but they share beliefs. Whereas the federal liberal government, they don't get love from the RDA. They've got these campaigns, often target Scott Morrison and definitely Health Minister Greg Hunt. They fucking hate him. Mm. And 
it's really easy for the RDA to align with the Victorian Liberal Party because they're not in power. They don't say what the fuck they want. It's just like the fucking Greens. The Greens are like, you know, oh, we would solve climate change tomorrow. And it's like, how? Uh, just stuff. Like, you're not in power. You're not actually fucking accountable to your stupid fucking claims. So they can bleach on about how they never would have implemented lockdowns and COVID would never have fucking spread. Max vaccination fucking programs they would never have implemented. Total bullshit. But that's the benefit of opposition. It's a boring time, but you can say what the fuck you want and then, you know, say how bipartisan you are as a result. It's... It's just complete crap. The idea that RDA are a refuge for people sick of mainstream parties is a completely horseshit line. They have, they've, 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 they've yeah. drawn their line in the sand. Mm. They're a far right organization being helped by political opportunists in mainstream politics, on especially in the Victorian state government, the state opposition. And then, of course, you've got these very telling, interesting quite strong alliances with former Liberal member Craig Kelly, RDA have basically adopted him as a son. And current LNP member George Christensen is all over their telegram now, spreading this utter nonsense about fucking vaccines and shit, but they have this legitimacy of sitting members of the government. It's fucking terrifying. They can hide their message behind these people who actually That's sit right. in Canberra. And, and, and look, these and people, those two names that you mentioned there, Christensen and Kelly, they will have no influence Beyond the next election, but they Christensen will stay. Christensen will stay. His numbers are fucking huge. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd be They're very huge. surprised if he if he ran as an independent. That would that would require him to to run as an independent. He's already he's already Christensen's still in the nuts. No, he's he's basically he's declined um, he's declined um, 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 a nomination, and and so that no. and so that means he received. You know, this was a this was a fascinating a, a coalition uh, derived uh, job that if you did not uh, get uh, pre-selected by your political party coming in the next election, you get a hundred thousand dollar payout. So both he and uh, mm. both he and Craig have got that. Um, uh, that coming ain't bad. Their way. So, so, so what you're saying is that Christensen would have to run as an independent. I think that's most unlikely, and he'd find out that his personal following is a lot bloody less than he thinks it is. I'd be fucking interested to see how that plays out. But look, they do have, you know, uh, access to a large number of uh, of donors, Joe. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like, look, groups like this often solicit large anonymous donors, mm. and that's why the political party uh, registration seems like a fraught with fucking danger because they have to start disclosing things. You know, they do. Yeah, they do. Currently, anything over anything over twelve hundred dollars, basically, they have to disclose. There's ways yeah. around that, but but generally speaking, any significant donation must be must be um, um, uh, must be acknowledged, must be publicly. Yeah, uh, Pauline Hanson taught people not to fuck with campaign money, so you know, like, uh, yeah, there, there's lessons in it. Mm. So basically, in this situation, they can right now they can work in the shadows a bit. It's very hard to know who's given what. But one of the public alliances that I just could not ignore, and I didn't see coming was the pairing up of RDA and Jim fucking Penman, who's the guy behind Jim's mowing, who doesn't look anything like his fucking thing. It looks like he couldn't grow a beard if he fucking tried. <laughs> he looks like a he's a fucking different. cancer patient. It's a little bit different. Um, but I, I'm surprised that you didn't see that, see that coming. I mean, Penman's already- I just don't know. Or, or, always had his had his nose in the air for for, uh, for someone who come along who's a sort of political like mind and- you know, Jim Benman, who's the uh, who's shown an, an occasional following for eugenics. Um, Ooh, I don't know where I don't know where he thinks he's got superior uh, genes from, but he really um, doesn't. Uh, but yes, uh, he's got a lot of fucking money. It's no That's surprise good. to me that Benman uh, is sniffing around a group like RDA. 
Yeah, it's like, and it was interesting because the thing was that Jim was actually mostly anti-lockdown for self-interest because his franchise his franchisees couldn't work during lockdowns. But I could see his point. Like his franchisees did mostly work alone. And when it came down to Dan's like scalpel of who gets to work and who doesn't, when it comes to fucking lawnmowers and fucking cleaners and all the things that he, you know, has shamelessly franchised out to innocent people who wind up finding themselves completely fucked by his shit system, they can keep a distance and if they are briefed by, you know, Big Daddy Jim, told to wear masks and do their thing, I think they would. So I get his point. But the thing is, is that the answer is not to start going and aligning with Sovsit organizations. He started lobbying in a way that looks like a toddler throwing toys around a playpen. So Payman was quite clear about the fact that he never gave money to RDA. He said that their anti-mask and anti-vaccine stance was against his ideals mm-hmm. and he wasn't going to give them cash as a result. But we don't fucking know. We don't fucking know what happened there. I know as far as that RDA ran this terrible campaign with Let Victoria Work, which had Jim's fucking face all over it. They had T-shirts printed up and apparently he gave them no money. Well, I don't think Monica does a lot for free, but I'm just going to say the entire thing is so sus. I'd say Monica is just a ju- I hate to make this comparison but she's a fucking Jeffrey Epstein in so oh. far as she will but she will court she will court rich people she will court influential people and she will use them to expand her own narcissistic platform well yeah possibly I mean you know when you're talking about uh, Penman whether he's contributing money or not it certainly looks that he is I mean <laughs> Maybe Monica comes over and does his lawns, uh, and, that's, <laughs> and that's kind of where we got that connection. Quid pro quo. Yeah, look, there's there's a there's there's a fair bit to unpack here, but they have at least um, uh, the 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 beginnings of. Uh, a, a small party in Australia that has a little bit of muscle, you know. And when I'm talking about, you know, the the Australian electorate, you know, the ability potentially to pick up three or four percent of the vote, uh, and yeah. that's got to be concerned, right? Um, oh, especially with their ability to campaign. I got, mean, like as much as yeah. Pete Evans doesn't stand a fucking chance, these guys, who knows? Who fucking knows? Yeah. Well, look, it, it, it basically. Um, uh, they've already they're already underway, and they've got an income stream. They've, they've got they're well underway donations from from members. Uh, they, they, it may not be that every member is financial, but they're getting donations. They've got merchandise. They're knocking out, uh, and most recently, they call for paid up members to start a political party. Now we, we talked about this. We don't know whether they're or certainly. They are not a registered political party at this stage, but membership, they were saying, is costing about $40 a head, um, which is essentially, you know, well, it, it's in the ballpark for, for uh, political parties. And yeah, so, therefore, they got 25, price. 30K, you know, from just the membership alone and not bad. And that was about not, 10 days. Yeah, yeah, not bad for a, not bad for a drive. So, um, so, so, basically, we'll keep an eye on their on – their, uh, whether they register or not, we'll, we'll sort of keep you informed whether that actually changes. And what but actually happens. you would have to yeah. say that there is a very strong likelihood that they will. They've said they will, that they will come along. And then we've got other issues around that. And they are not so much whether this, whether this relatively small movement, political organisation, will have uh, 
an effect on the on the election. It most certainly will because there we have got two major parties and one in particular that's in government that are almost paralysed uh, about upsetting anyone in, in, in a sort yeah. of block. So um, you'll see them sort of sniffing about, uh, sniffing about. Not only will they tolerate these groups, and and if RDA does become, you know, makes a little bit of noise, you'll see journalists asking questions of politicians from the National Party, for example. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so you know, what do you what do you make about the RDA and its anti-vaccination stance? Oh, look, we don't agree with them on their anti-vaccination yeah. yeah. stance, but and but look, a lot of them are very good people, and and yeah. uh, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So you you see yeah. these sort of little coalitions of convenience coming along, being formed yeah. around the result of the next election, an, an election that, yeah. uh, despite elbows woes, may well be very very close. And if you're so. able to tip one percent, one percent your way, they'll they'll do it. Well, you know, yeah, you'll take even it. that if, yeah. if that sort of if that sort of movement requires them to you know form a form a you know ca- casual coalition with fucking Satan, they will do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah, know. and that is a sad thing. It's kind of what it is. That Satan guy, you know, he's uh, he's not all bad. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's great at dinner. He's so charming. <laughs> He's very, very charming. Great, very, very grandiose. Oh. It's fucking painful. I mean, look, it's going to be interesting because one of these things is that it really is, this is the kind of thing that's being run out of an apartment. Mm. And when it comes to the whole idea, everyone calls them grifters and everyone says blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, they are doing a lot with a little and these guys do need to make a fucking living. Like the idea of Morgan and uh, Monica having jobs right now is madness because they are full-time operators. They do not stop breathing this mm. and they are gearing themselves up to be basically, you know, the king and queen of a fucking empire. Like they've got this other sort of harebrained idea, which is to start a business directory. Nice. And this is, I personally think it's going to be a list worth having because it's every place you absolutely need to avoid. Like imagine the attitude toward food safety of a COVID-denying business. Oh, like food poisoning is just like a fucking joke. Salmonella is a fake. Yeah, exactly. Like imagine like all these rotten chickens and they're just like smudging it with sage sticks. Salmonella is something the deep state has come up with. You know, I performed a ritual and now those chickens are not rotten. Like it's just like, just fuck this. But the thing is fascinating. This is one of those things I did when I was doing a bit of research is that this is actually not Monica's first attempt at a business director. She's done this before. This is like a thing of hers. She started a thing called the fucking, um, what was it called? The local deals booklet. This was in 2014. So she's got form in this. Mm. Yeah, kind of like that. Like so, like look, the Facebook page is shut down. I can't find many traces of it. Mm. It really was sort of like you know some some deep page ten googling. But she's got form in this. This is what she wants to kind of do. But I think this incarnation is going to be much more successful. And like I think quite rightly, a lot of her supporters on Telegram are skeptical of this plan. And I think the list is going to be used against the businesses. I think it's going to be a poison chalice. I genuinely tend to avoid any fucking businesses I see on an RDA list. I mean, I'm going to avoid them like the plague, basically. Even if you've got, you know, 2% of the vote, it's just not enough just, to run your business on. Because it's if, not a customer base. Because other people are going to look at these people and go, hey, 
for a start. Doesn't that chicken smell funny? Um, yeah. And, it just, it's so and sus. And they're not going to go it's because so you know, they, they, they realise you know, that this is, that this is uh, <laughs> a group of people that I want to be associated with. And, that's and the all these pill people always say, oh, oh, I love that bakery that's like saying no to masks. I'm going to go and come and see you. I'm going I'm to buy a fucking finger bun. Do they? And if they do, <laughs> well done. You just got a dollar. Like it's yeah. just like you need it's to do fucking that a lot suicide. Of but look, just- one thing we do know as a sort of habit of far-right parties in this country is that they quickly sort of splinter. Now, it's, yes, it's Monica, they do. And they're always infighting and they're always blowing uh, with one another. Has uh, uh, the RDA got any form there? Yes, they absolutely do. This happened recently, and that was a great segue to one of my favorite parts of recent RDA history. So Sanjeev Sablok, he's like a public servant from Victoria who's turned like full libertarian subsit. And like he started this Team Australia thing, which was like this ridiculous, like Team Australia has already been used by the Liberals. I think it was like Abbott, was it? Team yes, Australia? It was, yeah, Team Australia. Yeah. And but he's just like co-opted that like it's his own. And he's made this Facebook group and got a whole bunch of pilled fucking idiots on it. And what basically happened here is that he's used his idea as being like a you know like an ex public servant as this sort of legitimacy shield for his ridiculous ideas made this dumb shit team australia thing which has already been done by fucking abbott and in a moment of utterly misplaced trust allowed monica to be the admin of this fringe group site i think it was team australia or like something yeah. something yeah. she claimed uh, in you know like a, a sort of messaging thing that she would make it look better and she took the administrator role and then kicked him out of the administrator role, <laughs> which is really funny because it's just so like this, like Monica Smith that I'm like learning to like sort of know and love. This is like textbook her. So then Sanjeev Sablok comes back and he's pissed. So he posts this massive diatribe with all the screenshots saying how trusting Monica was a huge mistake and she must withdraw from the public unless she apologizes and all this sort of shit. Monica turns around and she's like, I didn't really do that. And he's like, how do you explain these screenshots? She's like, oh, duh, duh. like it's just been really funny. So she basically denies that she did any of this, but like he has the screenshots. He's completely like just like opened this like Pandora's box of drama. He's been done it's, over though. He's been absolutely he has been done over. He's shown Monica the keys, keys to the website. <laughs> <laughs> and she's Don't, just like, going, yeah, like, that's mine now. It's, it's hilarious, like as if you could possibly trust this snake. So the thing that's really interesting is that Monica has also made a Telegram page for Craig Kelly and I think for George Christensen as well, but I, I want to I keep that on notice because I'm not 100% okay. sure. And she just she just uses this to amplify RDA messages uh. because what she does is she takes people and fucking uses them. <laughs> she is ruthless and she'll do anything just to increase the size of her profile she could go far in the australian political environment she will go so far (laughs) this is the fucking worst part she's so good like i'm not even like angry at her as much as i'm just impressed in awe exactly i i I, I bow before (laughs) her probably really well manicured feet and i say good lord you're brilliant you have gone from a failed survivor contestant who made a (laughs) shitty pithy YouTube video to try and get on a crappy reality TV show. You fucked up selling houses, which you really just should never have tried in the first place. But it turns out your actual calling is political lobbying. Who would have fucking thought it? God damn, you're so good. Like in a fuck, it's not even a year old and they are bringing in thousands of dollars in donations and they're apparently forming a political party. I'm not upset. I'm just impressed. And it is terrifying to think what in eight months she can do over the next four fucking years. Who is she going to step on? 
How's she going to get there? And maybe we'll get a few more little fun arguments oh, along the way. I Ooh. can't see how that won't happen. Um, but one, Don't give but Monica the keys. One thing I'd, I'd advise listeners to have a look at is is look at the current political environment, look at the current government and see how they're going to deal with these small parties and particularly just these movements. They might actually be politically yep. organised, but where they look at groups like um, anti-vaxxers, where they... Uh, a group that might look at groups like Sovsits because they are yep. they are of the view that we will not lose we are not prepared to lose even a fraction of one percent on principle. We want yep. as many people either voting for us or preferencing us as we can possibly get. Uh, and they know that of co- obviously there are a number of battle battlegrounds in Australia. Queensland is a big one, of course. Um, big one vaccine and, as you yeah, said. Yeah, suburban New South Wales, suburban Sydney, I should say, uh, and and the regions more generally, you know, the regions more generally <laughs> and what's going to happen there. And now we move from one political force of fuckwits to another. The Great Australia Party and their star candidate, or is he? Hey, He's a, he is a no. close friend of the program, by the way. Oh, close friend. And take, let's take a look at the sordid shit pile of memes and half-sucked turds of bullshit that make up the week in Pete Evans. <laughs> Huge week for Pete, who has been very busy at work trying to scare the shit out of idiots on his Telegram and his podcast about fucking chemtrails. He's on the chemtrails. Yes, we are still on about fucking chemtrails. Chemtrails. Often known as the vapor that comes from a plane due to basic chemical reactions in the sky, the contrails left by planes has Pete's noggin just jogging, just (laughs) going for a fucking spin. What are they spraying up there? Is it fluoride to make us dumber? I mean, yeah. that's already in the water. So whatever it is, it's definitely bad. They're not they're not spraying, you know, friendship juice up there. It's it's bad. So Pete's been well on the blower talking about his love for tracking aircraft travel patterns like he even knows fucking how. And apparently during the lockdowns, air travel was at an all-time high. And by travel, I mean, of course, the systematic poisoning of the population. Yeah, Pete actually claims that there was more air traffic during uh, a lockdown, a full border lockdown, so no international flights or fuck all, and domestic flights running about 10% capacity. Pete's come away from this thinking, is well claiming that there was more air traffic, so much travel during these times during a pandemic than is now. So we're you know look, you would have to say that really pandemic with uh, with commercial aviation cut to the fucking cause is not a good time for chemtrails. No, it's really not a great time to poison the population. It feels a little bit sus oh, when boy, there's yeah. that one random plane. It doesn't work. But, of course, Pete's sticking to his guns because he's a fucking moron. And now, this is the thing. Pete gets so easily distracted. He's been so busy posting about chemtrails that he missed the fact that he may well be getting the ass from the GAP ticket this coming election. Can't Uh-oh. fucking believe it. So his invitation to the Senate may yeah, be being revoked. He was invited. He was well, invited. They, this is, this withdrawing is the invitation now. That's the worst. What, what kind of a democracy do we live in? So... Bothering conspiracy theorists, otherwise known as at B theorists on Twitter, found he'd actually disappeared off the candidates page. Although there's more to it. So basically, mm-hmm. it caused a little ruckus, and various people, including Cameron Wilson from um, Crikey, has sought comment from Rod Cullerton to no avail. 
Know, maybe his email's not working. Maybe he's clicking his Outlook and nothing's happening. And then Peter Evans pops up on the page again. Yes, Peter with an R. His picture oh. replaced with a GAP logo Peter. and his name linking to the bio of the other bloke, Matthew Hopkins, who is Oops. far, far more qualified to be uh, on the ticket and also bizarrely qualified to be hanging out with the GAP. I'm not sure what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> One bloke you don't want as your webmaster. It's really. just bizarre. <laughs> you really don't want Rod Carlton as your webmaster. Yes. That's all and I'm saying. He has a Pete Evans level of technical ability. So <laughs> temporarily, our mate Peter was replaced by the Peter. candidate Karen Burge, who ran in the 2019 go, and um, she's still on the site if you do a few clicks but her picture goes to a broken link. Oh, no. So they deleted her page. So she's been thrown on the bus and Pete's been thrown on the bus, the short bus probably. And yeah, well, definitely short bus. I would yes. imagine so. We shouldn't mm. be mean. So Karen is no. vice president of the Church of Ubuntu, which is just this wacky cult from, guess where? The Northern River of New South Wales. <laughs> no. That's where they all come no. from. No, no. Yeah, go on. God forbid, right? Mm. So they're involved in doTERRA, of course, mm. and various quacky wellness stuff surrounding marijuana and hemp and things like that, which is unfortunate because medical marijuana has- Interesting there. Is, mm. It's pretty relevant, except for the fact that these assholes make it look weird. Mm. When yes. she ran in 2019, she got 115 first preference votes. So that's how many friends she has. And mm. the GAP ultimately got so close to the quota- Almost got a senator at 0.15%. She doesn't have 115. <laughs> friends, Joe, I hate to tell you this. She's probably got about 15 friends and the others were just joke votes or couldn't give a fuck votes or donkey votes. So oh, the God, Great Australian Party had a vote card page, has Matthew, has Karen, but no, no Peter. No, no Pete Peter or Peter. They, no they Pete might update it. Or, or Peter. Know. This, this could be old. This could be old, but it's still up in the air after this. I don't know. So the party has been silent on this, and so is our friend Pete. What's the go, Peter? Are you fucking invited or are you not? You said you were invited. He was invited. We want answers, Peter. We want answers. The people deserve to know. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with OK. We've set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. Just Google the name, Conditional Release Program. Shit, there's nothing else like it. It's great. I love that, that we have a unique name, except for all the, uh, you know, like parole programs in the States that it links to as well. So... Promoting a podcast easier than done, and we would love it if you shared this episode. Share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, share it with your pets. Get the pets to download yes. it. That is that is a fucking victimless crime right there. And a huge shout out to a good friend of the podcast, Sharon, aka at SOS149 on Twitter, for reaching out and giving me some really good content on RDA to use. There was a few little nuggets in there I didn't know. She's a fucking legend, a real good friend of the podcast. Massive. Yeah, she certainly is. I love you, Sharon. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to make an anonymous registration to make us unwitting financial members of the RDA, where we lose our minds and absurd political ambitions of one day making it to Parliament and then taking over the fucking country in a very undemocratic way that somehow reignites democracy by imposing totalitarian rule. We do look pretty good in yep. our uniforms. But do those skulls on our caps make us look the bad guys? Are we the bad guys? <laughs> are we the bad guys? See you later, yes, folks. We are. See you guys. Fuck, that was great. <laughs>